Is this heaven? No, it's YouTube. Welcome into the Broforce Squad podcast, doing another world-famous movie commentary on Field of Dreams. We have our movies paused at roughly the 9 to 10 second mark. The Universal and NCA company is fully up on your screen, so while you get there, let's go around the dugout and meet the bros. First, I am your starting pitcher, Matt Geiger, and behind me is the closer himself, Brian Banner. Now, Banner, we did this about a week after the Field of Dreams actual game between the Yankees and White Sox. Did you watch the game? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I did not watch the game, but I did watch the highlights, and there were there were some bombs that were hit. It was a great game. A lot of yeah, fun. Get, get ready for some bombs on this movie, because I think we can pick it fully apart. So, as I said, I don't know. Yeah, the acid drop hasn't kicked in yet, so I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to start this or not yet. We may have to give me five minutes. This is going to be a very wild ride, if you've ever listened to anything else we've done before. We've never touched on a movie quite like this. So, Field of Dreams, roughly 9, 10 second mark, Universal and MCA company, fully up. We're going to press play in 3, 2, 1, play ball. Now, Matt, you played baseball uh, growing up. And I did. Through college. What did. Uh, did, did anybody speak to you about building a baseball field in your endeavors? No, I mean, for one, I didn't, I don't think uh, my parents had the land to do it. <laughs> so, no, they, they knew not to speak to me because it'd be like asking, you know, someone to buy a car when you know they didn't have money. So, uh, no, that never really happened. I did watch this movie a lot, though. I enjoy it. I have to say, as Kevin Costner sports movies go, it's pretty far down the list. I'd much rather watch Tin Cup, Bull Durham, or even For Love of the Game before this. But I do like this. Or movie. even was he in Draft Day too? No, yeah, that was Dennis. But was that him or Dennis Quaid? That was. Him, I always get them confused. When I was in high school watching sports movies a lot, that movie wasn't out yet. But yeah, yeah. I, I'd wa- I'd rather watch this in Draft Day. I like this movie. It's it's a good wholesome, and I, I'm a. I'm a baseball nut, dude. And anytime you talk about like the fifties and sixties, I mean, they talk about like the twenties. Um, but you know, with Mickey Mantle and DiMaggio and Willie Mays, I I'm all ears on that. That's like the golden age of baseball. You know, I'm distantly related to Ty Cobb. Hmm. That's badass. Yeah. My grandma's maiden name, uh, was Cobb. He was like my great grandpa's like, cousin or uncle something like that so did you like does she have stories about him or anything or no they so he's from alabama and my uh my great grandparents moved to california like in the 40s i think or 30s maybe oh nice so they moved they moved away kind of when he was at his at his heyday if i understand my family history correctly this is a really interesting film because I'd say it's more about a story and baseball is just kind of part of it, but it does tie It is around baseball. I would consider this a baseball movie. This is a dramatization of some events. Does that, does that make sense? That doesn't yeah. make sense. And I, I, uh, I can touch on this later, but I've actually been to this field because I really? grew up in the Midwest. So me and my dad played catch on this field, which is pretty badass. I wanted to hit one in the cornfield, but 
you had a, a bunch of like little kids playing catch too. So I didn't want to like rip a line drive at a four year old and like break his nose. So I Look, decided if they can't play, get off the field, you know? That's 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 where the boys are separated from the men right there. You can take a line drive to the face. Absolutely. So this is just explaining Kevin Costner's backstory, right? This is a good, you know, first scene. Doesn't have to be the best scene. Just it's got to set a tone. It's got to set a tone. Tone. Okay, we're two minutes in. I'm caught up. I know where. I know where you're. Yeah. I'm caught up. So now tell your story. All right, we got it. Uncle Ben died. Yeah, we understand. They now. should do that at Spider Man. <laughs> he got bit on a field trip. Uncle Ben died. You good? Okay. Let's cue Hobgoblin. Let's start this fucking thing. Let's go. <laughs> and rewatching this, I mean, after I watched the Field of Dreams game, which. Man, if you're a fan of baseball, that like really tugged at your heartstrings. A lot of them. That's just a, you know, because sometimes playing in like the big stadiums, especially like the Marlins Stadium with a huge dolphin in center field, is just kind of too much for me. But rewatching this movie a couple weeks ago, it starts off like hard. Like they go back, they tell you where they're at today, and then right there, he's in the cornfield and he hears a, you know, a sound. And this movie doesn't fuck around. It's only an hour forty, which we love on the Bro Four Squad. You get in, you get out. Right. We're not big Zack Snyder fans on the Bro Four Squad. <laughs> no, I like his movies. They're just like two and a half hours too long. You just can't do commentaries on them because one, they don't make sense. You got to watch the director's cut. That's three hours long. To I don't have the sense. energy. I I'm sorry. I don't have the time. I can't, I can't talk for four hours straight. My kid doesn't nap for three fucking hours during the day, Zach. I'm sorry. I can't watch your little film. Now, you being so, a California kid, you do not understand this at all. But when you drive through Iowa, like I'm talking highways, like I, I call them major highways in Iowa. OK, you're not going from like fucking L.A. to San Francisco, major highways, but you're going from a, a big town, I guess, in Iowa to another town like an inch off the road is corn. So when insane. you're when a car goes beside you, like you can't veer to the right a little bit because you'll be in a cornfield. And that's all Iowa is. A lot of the Midwest. Yeah, I've never I've never ventured as as high as Iowa. I've been to Kansas, seen the wheat fields. That's that's <laughs> something, I guess. You've been to Kansas. You basically been to Missouri, Nebraska, yep. all of them, mm-hmm. um, unless you want to go to a certain field and stuff. But I will tell you, man, going to this field, it was kind of badass, especially the movie, because the movie is really spiritual in a way. I'm not really sure what religion it's going for, but. It, it's the baseball gods, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's a religion. I believe in it. And I'll have to tell you, man, this wife who's also in Uncle Buck is pretty fucking cool. I mean, he yeah. comes in, I hear a voice. She doesn't, like, try to get him psychiatry or anything. And then she just lets him do pretty much whatever he wants to do throughout the entire film. Yeah, I mean... When you have a super supportive wife like that, that's awesome. You could really get away with a lot of shit. And they actually went to, uh, so they met at Cal Berkeley, which you probably know where that's at. Um, yeah, it's in uh, California uh, at Berkeley. All right, cool. Thanks. 
Thanks, you Siri. We're <laughs> <laughs> clearing that up. Um, but yeah, man, so they uh, so they met there, and now they're in Iowa, which is awesome. As you go through this movie, you kind of see how some people think they're fucking weird or whatever because it's, I mean, from yeah, Iowa to California they, is like a different country, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, and there's probably like three countries in between. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Vegas being one. Colorado. So this was, was this 90, 89? 88, I believe is the year I came, uh, I, I was born. And I mean, Costner's just a really interesting actor to me. He does really just blue collar films for like blue collar people. And that's just kind of been his, he, he's never invited he to the Oscars or anything like that. He's just a, an everyday man's actor. I don't know how to he's, explain him. He's literally just making his living, you know, going from job to job. Hey, here's the thing about Costner. Is he ever going to blow you away? No, not at all. But he's never going to do a bad job. No, I mean, I, I, I talked about this on pod once where I think he should be in the same breath as like Pacino and some of these guys, but that's just because I get to me, he's like the John Cougar Mellencamp of actors. Like, if you're in the Midwest, you really dig his songs because you grew up like that. Yeah. But if you're on the coast, you just you don't understand a lot of his movies because he does a lot of westerns and a lot of really just blue collar sports movies. He, he I did. Uh, he did that uh, uh, Coast Guard movie too. With Ashton Kutcher, yeah, the Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian, really good. Yeah. That that is that his best role? Personally, I think his best role is um I don't even consider this a movie, but it was remember when the Discovery Channel did like kind of like they weren't movies, but they were like five part series. Hatfields and McCoys, I think, was oh, his best role. Oh yeah, I forgot about Hatfields. He was fantastic in that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that's one role where he kind of because he can do uh open range is one too with uh i think um what's this fucking ass that doesn't even act anymore from uh hoosiers is in that but oh and robert duvall i think it's robert duvall but he he has a lot of good movies the only thing about him is that he kind of does the same voice and kind of the same character in most yeah. of them i would say like this guy is not too far off from crash davis he's like a pg-13 crash davis from boulder yeah i think he uh Yeah, but you know what? It, when you're good at something, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, yeah. I would be freaking out right now if I was out in the middle of a fucking cornfield and I see a baseball field and some dead dude is talking to me. But, okay, so this would be like us in the 20s, 60s, 40 years. So that would be like me in the cornfield right now. It's like if you build it, you know, well, I guess I, I just, my argument's falling apart on itself. I was going to say, if you build it, Joe DiMaggio will come, but I do know what Joe DiMaggio looks like. So, I, But that's with Google. And I, I can't believe he knows what Shoeless Joe Jackson looks like. Yeah, he probably had the baseball card, right? Yeah, I guess. See, my argument, uh, fuck it, never mind. We'll, <laughs> we'll edit that part out. Uh, Jeff will. Wouldn't it be awesome in life, though, if, just some voice just told you what to do instead of like, you know how sometimes like, should I, 
you know, do we need a bigger house? Should I buy Matt, that truck? I thought, you were, I thought you were married. <laughs> is, that, is that the voice that tells you what to do? Yeah, that's the voice. Okay, gotcha. Uh, they don't listen anyway, so who cares? No, no. That's why I have zero hesitation. Especially making... 11 minutes, 10 seconds in. <laughs> yeah. To a commentary of a movie that a, they've never seen, and B, they never will. My wife today, she works from home, and she's talking to me. She's like, I just I just bought Spotify, and I can't wait to listen to all these interesting podcasts while I work. I'm like, I have a podcast, and you never listen to it. Yeah. I guess it's not interesting enough. My wife texts me, and she goes, hey, I'm looking for a new podcast. Any suggestions? And I was like, I don't know. Like, maybe mine. Bro, she goes, squad. Yeah, she goes, ah, well... I was kind of thinking more like a murder, like an interesting story. I was like, oh, I mean, I mean we we're did inter- scream. Yeah, I mean, we're interesting. And yeah, <laughs> we do. We do stories. We did scream commentary. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. I mean, there you go. Pretty sure uh, uh, Horns and Cycle have done like most of the Saw movies. This is uh, one thing I'll kind of ring the bell on how this is just not you know, realistic. I mean, in the middle of the night when you're married with a young kid, I mean, you're, you're up probably talking about stuff, but it's not, I mean, have you ever talked to Brooke Banner about like, should I build a baseball field in our backyard or shouldn't I? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like how long yeah. do you think that conversation would last? Yeah. It, I wouldn't even finish the sentence. Be like, like Hey, truck. should I build? No. <laughs> well, no, you don't even know what I was going to say. Yeah. The answer's still no. It really makes no sense because he has a daughter who will probably play softball. I mean, he's too old. It's not like his buddies play baseball. Like, what's he really building it for? It's just so, I guess, Sheila Joe Jackson can come and play. Well, yeah. I mean, look, when you're on that many drugs, you just kind of do shit and hope for the best. Costner was red hot right now. He just, uh, he had Silverado, which was a Western with Danny Glover, No Way Out. I can't remember if The Untouchables was after this, and he did this in Bull Durham. Those are a lot of good movies. Yeah. That's a good run. We did the Untouchables with Pacino and then uh, Andy Garcia. and I like Silverado a lot. Silverado's badass, yeah. Yeah. It's like a popcorn 80s western. I wonder if Thurman's seen that. Uh, I take the... I take over on that. I think he did. Has, yes. So where does he get the money to build this baseball field? Does that See, that's the thing is they're the whole movie. They're like, hey, we're poor or, you know, that the corn better come in or we're going to lose the house and everything. So the one thing that makes the money corn, he's going to mow over and then build. But building a baseball field, you'd think wouldn't be too much money. You already have all the farm equipment. So the mowers and shit. Yeah. You just need to buy dirt, which is relatively cheap and then well you probably don't even have to buy it honestly you can just go back back like on the other side and just yeah. dig so the, and transplant it i mean he doesn't have a fence it's just a your corn sod field. your sod is probably going to be your biggest expense yeah bases um and then the backstop i think there's a fence behind there that he builds oh yeah. the lights i mean the lights is oh. his biggest expense yeah just running those 
It is, though. I mean, I would be like, you know, calling some, you know, high schools and be like, hey, I'm building a baseball field if you want to, you know, pay to come play here or something. Try to make some revenue from it. Oh, yeah. I would be like, look, I'll paint your name in the outfield if you give me some money. Just on the grass, like spray paint. Do you ever do this with your daughter? Talk about like Mike Trout and how great he is and she could care less. (laughs) Yeah. Otani. Yeah. I'll be like, look, Otani might be the best baseball player to ever play. He is the game. And she's like, yeah, that's great. So on Doc McStuffins, (laughs) she saved the elephant. Wow. We can literally be watching history right now. We We are. The greatest two-way player ever. She goes, yeah, Muppet Babies, though. (laughs) Fuck do I know. I mean, you know they fucked on this field. Oh, yeah, before the grass grew in, even. He, he he planted a seed, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. This was basically us after we made our pod room. He's like, I just did something so great. Oh, and yeah. My wife's like, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think that I think your picture's a little crooked there. <laughs> yeah, it's called interior design, sweetheart. Like, as long as you don't wake up the kid, I don't really give a fuck what you do in here. Yep. And that's why I'm in the garage. I will say when the Field of Dreams game, when I watched it, I was wondering what they do with the cornfield because first off, I was hoping there'd be a home run, but with launch angles nowadays, I was going to probably see a couple, especially with the Yankees and White Sox. So you did see some. Now, they didn't just have corn. I mean, you got to have a warning track and a fence. You don't want someone to actually like tear an ACL (laughs) going into the corn. But they did. I mean, it was like a chain link fence, like in high school. And so you could see the corn. It was badass how they did it. I loved it. They had like the like the yellow shit over the top of it, too, right? Yep. So you know where the top of the fence is. This is really pretty, especially growing up in the Midwest, having snow on a baseball field. I remember driving like by our baseball field. I'm like, man, only more a couple more months. And hopefully this this white fucking devil's powder will go away and I can take infield. So let's see, late 80s. This is like, we're getting into like the start of the steroid era here, right? Yeah, so so 88, I mean like, like I think it was maybe Canseco's rookie year. You'd have Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cal Ripken would be big. Maddox, Greg Maddox. He'd probably be then? pretty young. It'd be like Rod Carew. Um, yeah. Bobby Bonilla. Dave Parker, maybe. Cincinnati Reds, I think that was when their team was pretty good with, like, Bench and uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, I was thinking they were I was thinking they were more late 70s, early 80s. I think they were, yeah. Late 80s, I don't know who the team would be. I don't know. Man, there's nothing better, like, on a summer night than having a baseball game on and just drinking a beer. I'm going to be honest with you. The older I get the the less I can do that. Like, I, I'm married, I got a kid, I'm, like, sitting down watching a baseball game. I just, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, I, I never watched the whole other, thing. I've got all this other shit to do. Now, three innings, I can do a solid three innings. Yeah, I never watched the whole fucking game. The Field of Dreams game, I, I made it a point to watch the whole game, but other than that, no, I never watched That's the whole That's different, though. That's, like, 
if your team's in Game Seven of the World Series, you're gonna watch that whole thing. And here we go. So she just spotted Shoeless Joe. She's like, "Wow, you're right. This is some good shit." Uh, so why does he have shoes on? Well, it was just a nickname. They all had nicknames back in the day. Uh, I he tells it because he was uh, he when he was in the minors, he wore some spikes that hurt his feet, so he took them off one inning, and they just called him Shoeless Joe, and it just kind of stuck, I guess. Huh. Now this is about the Black Sox, right? Yeah, which Eight Man Out, if you've never seen that movie, is a really good movie about this uh, the whole Black Sox scandal. John Cusack, Charlie Sheen. Sheen, um, yep. Yeah, go go watch that. It's a it's very well done. Very good baseball, very underrated baseball movie. I don't see it on very much. I don't know that I've ever seen it. I've seen it. I've only seen it, I think, once. I have the DVD. It's real it's a good movie. Say it ain't so, Joe. It's weird how they pick and choose what's terrible for baseball. Like, throwing the World Series, back in the day, that was, I mean, the World Series was the Super Bowl. Like, in the oh, 50s, yeah. 60s. I mean, no one cared about football. People didn't really start caring about football to like, what, 80s, 90s? Yeah. This is interesting, Jeff, a little fun fact. So, when you see it, he is left-handed throwing. But when he hits, he's right-handed, and that's because Ray Liotta, like could not look like a hitter. Like Shoeless Joe Jackson was actually left-handed, but he just could. He like he's like, dude, I can't hit left-handed where he even looks remotely good. Really? Yeah. Because name one baseball player that throws left and bats right. That's fucking weird. I mean, there's some that throw yeah. right and bat left. I did that, but like no one throws left and bats right. Yeah, weird. that doesn't make any sense. And yeah, Kevin that, was, that, was a, said, that was the worst ground ball I've ever seen in my life. So Kevin Costner said the director wanted him to swing and miss. And he said, I think it'd be funnier if I just barely tapped it like a foot in front of me. Because he said, he said, actually, swinging and missing is harder than maybe just tapping it in front of you, which I actually kind of agree with. I agree with that, yeah. Because Costner is actually, I mean, if you watch he's any of his... He's pretty athletic. He's very athletic. I mean... Tin Cup, Bull Durham, like he looks like a baseball player. A lot of the stuff he does. He went to Cal State Fullerton. And I think he tried out for the team. I don't know if he's on the team. He, he kind of reminds me a little bit of myself. And this is going to sound super conceited, but like I'm like extremely average at every sport I play. Like That's I good, can though. I can pick something up pretty quickly. But I'm never going to excel and be the best at it. I okay. feel like that's Costner right there. He's like decent at a lot of things, but he's not good at any one thing. Yeah. You're like, just give me a second. I'm going to compare myself to Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> Award-winning actor. And you know what? I think I did a pretty goddamn good job. This is This is my like favorite scene of the movie. It's kind of like Glenn Glary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that some movies have a scene that are like 10 out of 10. And then you watch, watch the rest of the movie and you're like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, whatever. But this, this scene is one of the most iconic best acted baseball scenes. I think ever, especially when he says, you know, you ever stick, I used to smell my glove all the time. Like when I played, 
Cause you just have the smell, like smell yeah. the ballpark. Like it smells like peanuts and stuff. Like it's just fucking awesome and grass. Mine just fucking smelled like dirt. I always, I love the smell of leather. Mine always just smelled like leather and it smelled great. Did you play, did you play in the infield or the outfield? I play in the infield. Yeah. What, where'd you, did you play third? Yeah. Yeah. You look like a third baseman. Oh, thanks. Because I'm so fat. I should be a catcher. Jeff's mom looked at me and said, you should be a catcher because that's the only way your fat ass would see the field. That Whatever. Don't lie to the folks. She said, <laughs> wow, Geiger, the catcher. No, you're more like the backstop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're more like row 1A to 5B. Yeah. Yeah, for a 45-minute flight from Dallas to Oklahoma City, you got you to gotta buy six seats. Yeah, pretty much. I'm so huge. That's a lot of maintenance, though, taking care of a baseball field like that. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> a ton of maintenance. Me and, uh, me and Horns, actually, in college, were part of the grounds crew for our uh, college team. And, like, during the season, it was it took for fucking ever. We would I literally loved- be... The grounds crew guys because they made the field look so pretty and it was really cool. Like it's it is it's a type of art, really. It really is. Like we would have to like at like I don't know ten o'clock in the morning, which I know that doesn't sound that early right now. College would, it is, but in college that's really fucking early. And we'd have to go and measure out like every eighteen inches and put a flag, and we'd have this like grid on the infield, so that that's great. Right there, just shot right back at him. Yeah, ask him if he could hit his curve, so he just yeah. hit it right back at him. Uh, he just looks so excited, so happy to be doing this. I mean, imagine if you're pitching to Mickey Mantle. Oh <laughs> yeah, de- I know. Been I, dead for like, I'm like Jesus Christ. I bet Mick would come inside and have a couple drinks with you and ask you to buy some hookers, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You thought you were broke after building a stadium. Or a field, you're really gonna be broke We're after in, a night with Duke, him. Iowa. There's not too many. I mean, I'm sure we could pick up a chick at the bar, but they ain't gonna be like no chicks from New York in the 50s. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Look, you got you got to do what you got to do. You know, look, I, and Iowa, and Iowa 10 is probably like a a New York five and a half, but you take Maybe. what you can take. <laughs> take what you can take. Man, I was uh, I was listening to. A, I don't know if it was podcast or radio, but someone was talking about college classes and, you know, oh, yeah. I remember an 8 a.m. class was just like, people were like, what are you doing, man? Even when you lived on campus, it was like, a, what, a 10 minute walk? And yeah. like, there's sometimes I'd wake up, I'm like, I can't do it. And now, like, my kid wakes me up at 5 45 every morning. I'm just like, oh, I guess it's time to get up. <laughs> like, yeah. insane. Well, I got a solid six hours. Nice. I also, though, go to bed at like nine, like college, you know, it's dollar can night. I wasn't even leaving the house at nine. Like I was just showering, getting ready to leave, but leave at nine Monday, Monday nights, dollar can night at the bar that I live below. I remember I'd watch all of Monday night raw and that was done at 10. And then I'd shower. I'm like, well, time to go dollar can night for an hour, you know, a couple hours, probably close it down. Yeah. So he can't leave the field, right? That's his rule. If he does, so the people this is what I don't understand about this movie. So like later when Moonlight Graham leaves, he becomes an old person. I don't know if Shoeless Joe would leave if he just 
dissipate or it's just like because it is something to it because you know ghosts when a ghost is in a house like it doesn't leave the house it doesn't go get in the car with you and go to target it's just in the house yeah well i mean what what's a ghost gonna shop for at target and there's a lot of deals at target and a ghost might not even have seen a target <laughs> fair enough i'm pretty sure we have a ghost that lives at my house Ghosts were sheltering in place before it was fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was a good one. I Is like it? that. Thanks. Yeah, it, it took a second to hit. Took, you just gotta let it sink in, but yeah, that was a good one. I, will, I love I those old school jerseys too, man. I do too. Badass. I'm digging Costner's shirt here too. I'm digging oh, yeah. his look. I'm digging his look. That's skyline though. It is really pretty, like, when you go to that field. It's, I I would recommend if anyone, I guess, wants to go to Iowa or has to, um, yeah, go to it. It's, it's worth the 20 bucks, especially that that stadium's there now that you can probably tour. That's a major league baseball stadium. I'd definitely, I probably wouldn't go to the game because it's like $2,000 a ticket. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. But you know what I do, Banner, is I would go there during the game because a lot of them were just playing like fucking cornhole at this field. And, you know, just hearing the shit from the other game and stuff like I just drink beer and play cornhole and play catch on that field. while a major league baseball game was going on behind me. Yeah. You're going to hear about anything like cool that happens. And What's people, this fucking guy from? OK, uh, so people in baseball movies pop up all the time. Dude, I'll, I'll let you guess. And we've done a commentary. On yeah. It. Uh. Did we? That's uh, little, uh, no, little Big League, right? Yeah, we did yeah. a commentary at Little Big League, haven't we? Was I there? I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is... Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name from the movie. He's, he's number like the four. Yeah, he's like the main guy. And he dates Billy Haywood's mom. Yep. Um, but it is kind of cool to see, like, oh, he started in this movie, and then he's like, oh, yeah, you be in this baseball movie. But this is uh, his wife's brother who works for um, like the bank and stuff, and they're trying to buy him out because he's going to lose the farm anyway. He didn't have the money. Which is, I will say, really good casting banner because sometimes you get brothers and sisters, but they look like they're brother and sister. They both yeah. got red hair. They, I could, I'd buy it. Relatively the same age. See, the thing is, is that he just doesn't know that they have the good drugs and that's the problem pretty much if he would just sell those come on he could he could buy someone else's farm i'll just say it's a it's a running joke on like at the end whenever you know jeff talks about a movie when um we're doing like protein shake and he's like and the ending's awesome and we all say it was a dream the whole it thing was a dream. It's yep. like a joke, like it's an easy cop out. But this actually would make sense at the end if it was a fucking dream. <laughs> I think it would be a fucking blast to be in like a sports sports movie game or a sports movie. Because like what a movie like this, there's a lot of actual baseball in it. Yeah, they probably go out there and just like run drills and actually play baseball for what a week and a half every day. Yeah, probably. Maybe more. 
this is why so many people, myself too, I love going to minor league games because you can sit really close and actually kind of watch and hear the players and stuff. Pro games anymore, man, they're so commercialized. Like when you go, like you set way high up or yeah. there's, there's a couple ballparks. I mean, Fenway, Wrigley, Dodger stadium that, you know, still feel that way, but there's some new ones that I'm like, dude, this is just too much. Like, it's just too, too late. You, you hit the nail state. on the head. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with the, the Marlins. Marlins is the worst stadium ever. Like, yeah. It just looks like a Disney World in the outfield. And there's some that, you know, like uh, the Angels or the Rocky, like the Angels kind of have the rocks out there, which I, yeah. I think is cool. I mean, just like Kansas City, where I grew up, they had the fountains. Yep. And there's some that give the ballpark character. And then there's some that I'm like, man, this is like too fucking much. Like, can we not like church this up? Just I actually have always liked Minute Maid, too, in Houston. Like, yeah. the way that the that the columns and the bricks in the background go up. It almost feels like you're like playing in an, almost like in an alley. I, I like minute made. I, I didn't like yeah. the hill when they first had it. I'm glad. Yeah. I didn't that. like the hill either. I like when the train goes by and stuff. They, I don't know if they still do that. I don't watch an Astros game in a long time, but a Yankee stadium. I I'm really upset. They got a new one, but what's that? I banged some trash cans recently though. Oh Yeah. <laughs> such a fucking bush league like i would say like taking steroids is way more manly than fucking oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and i i've never been an astros hater or an astros fan i'm pretty just yeah, whatever about them they're but. fine i mean i now that they're in the american league west like i i'm less fond of them but yeah being an angels fan but like i've never like minded them now i'm i mind so in this, they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Which would be weird if you'd go over and they're like, I'm watching people play baseball. I'm like, dude, there's no one there. Yeah. Like, you'd think they're kidding. And I'm like, are they like, like, you know, fucking on drugs? Because if they are, we'll take some. To see yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. he's on, I'll take two. And he can go on the field. I mean, it's his field, I guess. But Right, he built it. So I forgot. It's been probably 15, 20 years since I've seen this. How does James Earl Jones come into this? So he keeps hearing voices, and then he has like feelings like... Uh, one, he hears a voice, you'll see, but it's at a... P I think it's this next scene. And this movie really chugs along really quickly. Uh, but it's at this next scene. They're at a PTA meeting, and uh, James Earl Jones' name is Terrence Mann, and he's like, think John Grisham. Like he's like one of the biggest writers, especially during uh, yeah. during the '60s. He was like a voice of like civil rights and everything like that as a novelist. Yeah, so he, they're trying uh, to ban his books. And... Yeah, so he, they're trying to ban his books um, from schools and. Um, he kind of hears a voice and he's just like, man, Terrence Mann is the next piece of the puzzle. Apparently he's kind of has a feeling. He's his pain. Okay. The backstock's just two big pieces of fence. That wouldn't be that much money. Probably yeah. the lights would be a lot of money though. Yeah. Like each one, just one of those lights, not the whole pole, just one. And each pole has what? Eight lights on it. One of those yeah. is like, today they're like 300 bucks yeah so in, eight, in the 80s in yeah. the 80s they're probably 100 150 maybe 
But then, like, they're not. There's no way they're on the power grid way the fuck out there, right? It, uh, no. <laughs> so they probably have to run a generator, run it off of propane. That shit's expensive. It's insane to me. Like this movie, kind of, but saying a lot, a lot more. When you think, like, if you had a time machine and we could go back to the 50s or 60s and watch a baseball game, I mean, it was, like, stopped down, like, you know, if the Yankees were playing on TV or something like that. How much Major League Baseball has fucked up? That it's it's behind football. It's behind basketball. It's almost behind it's golf. Almost like, oh, I would golf. say it's behind golf. When, In the United Tiger, States, at least. When Tiger was going, it was behind golf. Yeah, I would say even now it still is. Probably, yeah. I mean, I see, I think more kids are playing, like, picking up golf clubs than they are, you know, baseball bats and stuff. And and if you actually step down and watch a game and kind of watch MLB Network, it's not the players. I mean, they have superstars. They just don't promote them. They don't know how to promote them at all. And They're so afraid because they they started to promote there during the uh, steroid era. And they yeah. totally fucked that up. They should have. They they just fucked it up. I I seriously, as a baseball fan, and, and I know a ton of baseball fans, the steroid era, I don't think, did anything to fans. I don't think they cared. If anything, I think oh. they, when when they did it, they're like, oh, they did it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, mean, I think possibly, like, the fans that are, like, maybe our grandparents' age, you know, back then they would have been our parents age now. So they're getting close to retirement time. Yeah. They have opinions. No, you know, baseball is so by the book, old school, unwritten rules style where now our generation that grew up watching that is like, I want to watch that now. Like it's fucking boring now. But but you're looking at a movie that, I mean, there's cheating back then in the twenties. Someone's yeah. the world. Series. There's it's cheating all the time game. in baseball. It's part of the game. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, I don't, I never understood that. Especially nowadays, man, it's like you got second generation stars, which I mean, when you think of Bonds and Griffey, I mean, you got Vlad Jr. You got Fernando Tatis Jr. You got Shohei Otani who hasn't done anything since fucking Babe Ruth and is honestly doing it better than Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth didn't play against blacks, Hispanics or anything like that. I mean, you got Mike Trout is probably, you know, statistically could, you know, be compared to Mickey Mantle or anyone like that. And you're just, you know, healthy. Jesus Christ. You're just you're just missing fucking so so much. It, it amazes me, man, for sure. I mean, you got the Yankees who are just loaded. Like that lineup's fun to watch. I mean, love them or hate them and they just don't promote anything at all. And that Field of Dreams thing, I was surprised they didn't fuck it up at all. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like the most perfect thing I've ever watched. I uh I also think that just in today's society, we are all go go go, you know. I mean, even even people at home, you're probably what on your in your car driving on your way home or at work or something cooking like we're nonstop now. So to sit down and watch a slower paced game as in baseball, is just it's just harder. They haven't done a good job of of keeping that pace of play up. They what I think they need is kind of like an NFL red zone and where you go on the MLB network and you pick players that you like to watch. And then when you're watching, you know, Hulu they need to or tie, something like no, that. They need to tie it to fantasy baseball. Yeah. But you go in, I, you have your team, 
and you pick your players, and every time that they're doing something, you can watch it. Yeah. But so if I'm watching Netflix and I like Shohei Otani, it pops up in my corner and it's like, hey, Otani's up to bat. I'm like, oh shit, I want to watch his at bat. And then if the game's kind of tied or it's seventh or eighth inning, I'm like, okay, I'll keep watching this or I'll click it off. I'm like, let me know when Trout's up. You know, let me know, let me know when Mike, or let me know when Judge is up. Let me know when John Carlos stands up. I think that because that's how they got their attention during the home run race with Sosa yeah. McGuire is like, you're watching just your regular. Now, I, I lived in Missouri, so I usually was watching the Cardinals game. But, yeah, I, li- I lived in Chicago at the time. Yeah, but if you're in like Milwaukee or California and you're watching the Brewers, it would cut out of that game and go into McGuire's at bat. They they were doing that when Bonds uh, was breaking yep. the record. Yeah, and they did it the other day I was watching because uh, Miggy was getting his 500th home run, so they yeah. were in that, but if you, if you got players on your fantasy team or you're just a baseball guy like me, like when I was – I, I like to watch good hitters and I try to back in the day, I'd try to do like pause, like play, 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 play to see him in slow motion. Bonds was like one of the ones I watched all the fucking time. But if you do that nowadays, like if I was a high school kid and I could put down like what play, like, you know, Nolan Arenado yeah. from the Cardinals, like, Hey man, he's coming up. I'm like, shit, like well, let's pause the Netflix show and like watches that bat. That's I think how you get it because no, they don't want to watch seven, eight, nine hit. But they want to watch their, you know, favorite players hit or the ones on their fantasy team. And if you tie that to gambling or money like fantasy, people yeah. are going to be on board. Yeah. That's one thing that we love to do as Americans is lose fucking money. Betting. I mean, I, I like the game because it's a little slower and, you know, you kind of just get a kick back and have a beer and chill out for a while. I understand why some people don't like the fast page stuff, but I will say going to a game is a completely different story. I there's nothing better than going to a baseball game. I think going the actual experience of going is more fun than football or anything else. Football. I like watching from the comfort of my couch more than going football to football. I like going to like one college game a year just to like feel that yeah. energy. But then after that, I like it on on TV. Same with basketball. You can see everything better. And you can see replays. There's stuff in between the plays. All right, so now he's doing research on Terrence Mann. And he found out his one thing of baseball is that he grew up idolizing the Dodgers and said he wanted to play at Ebbets Field and they tore it down. He never could. So that's the tie he had to baseball. Oh, okay. He's a baseball fanatic, as they say in the biz. Yeah, because when he was eight years old, he liked a team and they moved. He probably is bitter and hates baseball now. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing. He didn't build Ebbets Field. So, like, he's still not fulfilling his dream. So, I don't know. If some dude like knocked on my door and was like, Hey, you could fulfill your dream, but you really can't. That's the part we'll talk about whenever he tries to get James Earl Jones. Cause it's really weird. So 
Where's he got to go to? This guy's in like Chicago or something, right? Or is he in California? No, they're so they're in Iowa, but he's going to Boston. Boston, okay, yeah. I would say is the one. If I had, if I really wanted to go to a stadium, that's the one I really want to go to is Fenway. Fenway. Not a Red Sox fan at all. It's just that stadium's beautiful. Oh it's yeah, the old school. Yeah, I've been to Wrigley. That was that's really cool. I've seen a day game and a night game there. Um. But yeah, I'd love to go to Fenway. Ballparks were meant to be built around like downtown areas or housing districts. Like I hate now that they're just plowing out land. You know, that's what the Rangers did. It's like in Arlington around fucking nowhere. But yeah. They're building it up out there though. This is the only thing that I still have questions on is the whole how James Earl Jones fits into this whole thing. Like they kind of fit him in at the end, but I just don't. I I, I don't know. And his wife's right now telling him, like, is Finway the one with the big green wall? Is like I had a dream that you're with Terrence Mann last night. This whole thing would be really bizarre. Yeah, I would be going to my drug dealer and be like, yo, what what's in this shit? You can't talk to anybody about this as it's happening for it. It'll send you to the fucking loony bin. Yeah. And I, look, first off, your wife is cool with you building a baseball field in your cornfield that you need the corn for them so that you can survive. All right, that's one thing. Driving to Boston to basically stalk and kidnap some dude. I mean, I think my wife would. She she would draw the line at some point. If, if I have a regret, it's that I never did this. And I know a friend that did. He he didn't really have a van. He had like an SUV. But he went and he took a month and he just road trip for a month and he went to like six big league ballparks and watch games yeah, out in the be- northeast. Like went to Yankees. Uh, Mets, Boston, I think like Pittsburgh, like, you know, whatever. Baltimore's Um, up there. Which you could do in California for sure. You could go to what Angels, Dodgers. Yeah, you could you could legitimately if if there was a day night, you could do Angels and Dodgers in the same day. Yeah. San Diego, Oakland. Oh, San San Diego. There are five teams in California. Uh, Yeah. Fuck. And then, honestly, you could probably hit all, uh, depending on how much you want to drive. But if you started in San Diego, you see one, drive up after the game or the night before, see two in L.A., then you're going to want a day driving, and then you can go up back-to-back day, see San Francisco, Oakland. That's a week right there. Dude, San Diego has a beautiful state. That Petco, because once you leave the stadium, you're right in the Gaslight District. You could get a hotel right down there go to the game, and then walk out, go to the bars, and then just walk back to your hotel. Yeah. That's perfect. It it is located in a great place. So he just lives in a shithole? Yeah, pretty much, which makes no sense. I mean, if you're you're a novelist, though, how much money do you think you really make? Because people don't read books like – it's not like you're a director. But they did in the 80s. 
We don't read books now. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. Like you think George R. R. Martin's living in a, like is he his neighbor? Anakin. <laughs> nice to meet you. Alright, is James Earl Jones overrated? And let me fin- let me ask something for it. Like, we knew him in Star Wars. They're like, oh, he's a great actor. I'm like, well, what's he in? And the only th- movies I can name is Field of Dreams, where he's like the third cast, and fucking Sandlot that he was in for like ten fucking minutes. Like, what was he in? Um, Lion King. That's like a voice. Like, I mean, the, you know, what you want me to like answer Oscar your question? Winning... James Earl Jones is overrated. His like, what, voice. What is his cab is driver? Not... Like, you know, De Niro. Like, what's his taxi driver that people are like, Jesus Christ, this is you know. I mean, I think it was Sandlot, right? It's got to be. Probably, yeah. It's got to be. That's another baseball alum. We should do a, we should do a uh, chess day on, like, baseball alumni that, like, people that are in multiple baseball movies. Because James Earl Jones must love baseball if he He's does got scripts. Either that or they just, like... Pay him? Pay him, yeah. Just has the right... They, they put enough uh, zeros next to his name. This would be weird. This would be like us going to Christian Bale and be like, hey, man, you want to go to uh, the Pirates Brewers game with me? (laughs) (laughs) What? He's like the last person I would ask to go to a a baseball game with me. Christian Bale? Yeah. Who'd be the first? Not Christian Bale. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've never really thought about it, but pretty sure... Michael Caine, so you can explain to him how it's not cricket the whole time. No, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that to Horns. Horns can do his Michael Caine impression to Michael Caine. I I mean, his his character arc makes sense. Um, how he ties in like he's a bitter old man now, and then when he sees baseball, it reminds him of his youth. It reminds him everything could be good again. But I don't see why past that like what he has to do i mean he doesn't contribute to the story anymore no like you said he didn't he didn't build ebbets field you know jackie robinson or whoever else is on the brooklyn dodgers ain't one of the guys that came back so you know what's it you know what does he care i forgot about this (laughs) he pretends he has a gun I wonder what like really great actors think of Costner. Cause he he's I feel like he's like either like people. He's either like everybody's like little brother or like their less talented like young uncle. I I I just see him more as, you know, after shooting's done that he just goes and has a beer. And like watches a baseball or football game. And I, I see like other actors that, you know, take their roles way too seriously that are method actors that just go into a room and eat rats or something for some reason because the role. Oh, yeah. He's out like he's like, hey, so you guys want to get some uh, like cheese fries and a, and a burger? Maybe, maybe pound a few high lives. Should I tell my Kevin Costner story now? Yeah, you should. Have you heard it? I think so. Okay. Well, our listeners haven't. So this is, um, I played on a summer team 
And uh, one of our coaches was David Segee. You can Google him. He was uh, Oriole, uh, played on a lot of other teams. He was a major leaguer. I mean, he what didn't just have a cup of coffee. Like he was, he was on that Orioles team that was pretty fucking good with Rafael Palmeira and Brady Anderson and Cal Ripken. So he had a pretty long career too, didn't yeah. he? So, um, he, uh, when Coster was filming the Postman, it was in Baltimore, and you know he's a baseball guy, so he asked Cal, you know, hey man, let's hang out, and Cal's like, you can stay at my place, stay in my guest house, whatever. And this is when Cal's breaking. Uh, right of consecutive games played what dimaggio i think it's yeah Cal so, Ripken. it's at like it's like three thousand games or some shit yeah like i that. can't remember whose record he's breaking i think it's lou gehrig's i think yeah that sounds right i, I don't think it's dimaggio it's a yankee so if you're in like in the mid 90s you remember that like you remember watching these games iron man cal ripkin you know never missed a fucking game about to break a record well one game and i, I used to know the date but i don't now but you have to look it up uh, Ripken forgot something and went back home. You know, this is hours before the game. If you first pitches at seven, you usually get the ballpark one thirty-two, and he he sees Costner fucking his wife, <laughs> and he beat the fuck out of Kevin Costner, like beat the hell out of him. So much so that they had to suspend shooting on the Postman for a couple months. That's insane. And Cal, afterwards, he beat the fuck out of him. Obviously, you're gonna, you know, I don't know what he did. You know, like. Complained to his wife, bitch his wife, like, why are you banging another guy? So much so that Baltimore had a suspicious power outage and the game didn't go on till like eight or nine o'clock first pitch because Cal wasn't at the park and they ain't going to let him fuck up breaking this record just because his wife got some jollies from Kevin Costner. And David Segui told us this story because he was playing right field or left field that night <laughs> and they were <laughs> in the ballpark and they're like, dude, like Cal, I mean, the rumor gets around and that that story is like dead on is true because he, he told us that a couple times. I was like, good God, that's insane. Great baseball story. That's awesome. I hated it though, because you know, growing up, I love Kevin Costner's movies and I'm like, man, that's <laughs> like, I hate to think he's like that, but you know, whatever. I'm sure Cal's wife was not in the wrong either. He's like poor man. He's like a poor man's Harrison Ford. Well, when you see, I mean, you see Kevin Costner, man. I was like, if you look up Cal Ripken, especially back then, he was a fucking, he was one of the biggest shortstops that ever played before. He's a rod. huge I, dude. I mean, he's like 6'4", 6'5", 220. I mean, he yeah. could beat someone's ass if he wanted to. Those baby blue eyes. He was Mr. Oriole when I was growing up. Oh, like that, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was God, the man. they suck now, but... <laughs> They they've sucked like pretty much since he left. Yeah, that that team they had like you know Mike Mussina and Brady Anderson who was yeah. roaring out and hit like fifty home runs lead off. And they had a pretty good team. Oh, I think they had one of the Alomar brothers second base. But man, they had a good team and their fucking stadium, Camden Yards, is such a beautiful park too. It is. That's another one that I'd love to go to. Yeah, and they'd always make the American League World Series or American League Championship game or divisional game. Say so they can never make it past that though. And they they've never won a world Made series. A world or something. Baltimore, I don't know. They probably did with Brooks Robinson, didn't they? Maybe I Maybe. don't know. Who could ever know? I wish there was a system like we could look up things. So here uh, we go. 
Archibald Moonlight Graham. This is the part of the story I really enjoy. Uh, this whole arc with uh, Lucas or Burt Lancaster playing <laughs> played Archie Graham, who also is an actor that should mean something to me. He's probably been in a lot of great films, but I missed him because I wasn't born yet. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the sponsorships on there. Like yeah. Polaroid, Polaroid. Like no one sponsors. <laughs> Polaroid is not even a company anymore, I don't think. I don't think they're making cameras. That's for damn sure. So James Earl Jones is just like with him now. He's like, look, you tried to kidnap me, but like, we're cool. He's cool, but he just asked, did you see that? He's like, no. He's like, well, I guess you didn't have to be here. We can go whenever you want. It's like, fine, let's go. And I don't think James Earl Jones really knows kind of what he, probably he doesn't thinks, know what he signed up for. Well, and he doesn't know what he's supposed to see. Like if I saw that on the scoreboard and he asked, did I see that? I'm like, see what? I'm like, someone's probably just fucking with the scoreboard up there or something. You know, I wouldn't think anything about it. This would be awesome if like at the end, it's just somebody asking you for five bucks so they can buy a six pack. Like, that's why they did it the entire yeah, that's time. That's why they did all of this. You think our wives would let us just buy a shitty van and just, just for a month, just go watch baseball games? Not a chance in hell. Drink beer and smoke weed? <laughs> Not a chance in hell. <laughs> no. I, I, I want to say yes. Can't do it. So my birthday's coming up, and you know your wife asks you, like, what do you want to do? But you uh, know the correct answer is something that involves the kid and her. Yeah. But you know the real answer is, like, man, I'd like to just, you know, go on a mountain for, like, a week and just be left alone. <laughs> you can't say that, though. So you're like, oh, I mean, I'd love to, you and the kid. You, you know, know what? Just, let's go to a park. I really just want to go to a park. Yeah, let's go to this restaurant that we went to 80 times. That'd be fun. Kind of want to just go live on a mountain for two weeks. Well, I mean, we are we are gonna have a a boat, ship bar. Oh, nice. So, no, we are. We're gonna make it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a pirate. Caribbean commentary. We can maybe we can sponsor like a minor league team and get like a get like a uh, cart at their games or something. I would want our pirate bar to be in left field of a minor league stadium is where I'd want. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, preferably one that's like in South Carolina, Florida, somewhere in there in North Carolina. Anytime a home run is hit into the bar, free shots. Yeah. We'd, we're just playing Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville on repeat the yeah. entire fucking time you're there. All right. So James Earl Jones is like, yeah, I saw it too. So now they're going to Minneapolis. So, from Iowa to Boston, I don't even know. Dude, that's got to be like 15, 18 hours. Well, yeah. Uh, I bet I bet so, you could do it in one day. I bet it's like a 16, 16 hour drive. So from Missouri to Boise, where I played baseball for a while, was 23 hours. Around, well, I never drove it the whole way. So from Iowa to Boston. That's 23 hours, really. 23 hours. It's, from 20, it's 20 from Tulsa to L.A. Okay, it was 23 hours from 
Kansas City to Boise. So from Iowa, that's closer, but then you go to Boston. I, I would say it's eight, 18, a good 18. So then you go from Boston to Minnesota, though. I mean, that's probably another 15 to 16. I don't know. You're going, Minnesota's right on top of Iowa. So you're going right back to kind of where you were. So Des Moines, Iowa to Boston is 19 hours, 45 minutes. Wow. And then Boston to Minneapolis. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. That is 21 hours, 12 minutes. Jesus Christ. And then Minneapolis back to Des Moines is three hours and 35 minutes. Thanks. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah that, I, I could do that drive. So now they're trying to find Doc Graham. He's not listed. And the first question I'd have, Banner, before you drive 20 fucking hours is like, this guy played in 1922. Played. So that means played. he was like 21. Is at he the, alive in the, 1988? At the youngest, he was the like youngest. 21. So let's say, let's say he's like Griffey and played. No, he's like 21 years old in 1922. It's like 60 years later in like 1988 63 years later is he alive that's no, the first question no I, I mean no fucking way no that's that means in the 80s he had to live to be into his 80s yeah that like is it life life expense expectancy today like 82 yeah and i guess which is doable but you're going to a nursing home and ask him these questions he's shitting on himself he's like dude i i don't know like I mean, what happened like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge a guy for shitting himself i mean i'm good to shit myself at least at least twice a year james earl jones though at this point is like man there's something here and i'm gonna write a book about it yeah <laughs> because why not sell? I'm going to sell, write a book, sell the movie rights and retire. And if you want to know about some, somebody just go to a bar at two o'clock and ask the old timer regular about it because he'll tell you the truth. He'll, he'll know what's up. His lady in my <laughs> I would like, I, I've been meaning to do this and I just, I don't know, I haven't, I keep forgetting, but I want to watch, there's probably some YouTube people that really dissect this movie on what everything means. But I think it's, back in the 80s, man, they're just like, hey, here's a story, you know, fucking Take buy it, it and watch it. Like, yeah. it's, you know, there's no after credit scene that's like, oh, now, you know, Scarlet Witch is going to show up or something. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no deeper meeting or no. it doesn't lead to the next thing. It's just the story it's just supposed to entertain you that's all it is yeah. like it's not supposed to but what does it really mean like that wasn't a thing back then who the gives a fuck <laughs> it means that you were just entertained for an hour and a half if you, if you watch the first batman it's like hey he's batman already okay let's go he's like well yeah. how'd you get it like again well, I was like all, we well, said who cares he's he batman. went on a field trip got bit by a spider 
Uncle Ben is dead. Go. There we go. He's been Spider-Man <laughs> for fucking 10 years. Doesn't matter what happened before this. This is where the movie started. I'm going to stay up tonight wondering what other movies James Earl Jones is in. Because I'm trying to think and I can't fucking think. Like, yeah. he was in movies that... He had to be movies in that stuff, he was right? in, like Lion King and stuff, we were told... Well, he's such a great actor. I'm like, what else is like, what's his movie? Like, what's his taxi cab driver? Like, what is it? I mean, I did just look up how long it takes to drive from Iowa to Boston, Boston, Minneapolis and back. But I'm not going to look up what movies no. he's. Just... And I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I like everything he's in. I'm just saying that. Is he a great voice actor? Is he? The you want to know if he's ever I believe that just because you're overrated doesn't mean you're still not good at something. It just means you're not as good as people say you are. But if people, was it Darth Vader? Was that the thing that put him on the map? But he wasn't, he was just, his voice, he wasn't even in the suit. <laughs> and he kind of ruined, ruined a dude's life for it. What? So the guy that played Darth Vader, like that was in the suit. Yeah. He was supposed to get like his big moment at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi because he was going to take his mask off, and it was yeah. supposed to be him. And they totally cut him out. That was James Earl Jones' fault? Well, I mean, James Earl Jones did the voice, so... Oh, okay. I mean, he's not completely innocent in this situation. I did remember reading that. The guy that wore that suit that was hot as fuck and everything, whenever they took off the mask, like, well, I don't think Darth Vader looked like that. Or Anakin, yeah. so we're going to hire this other actor. And he had to, like, uh, he, he still had to, like, memorize all the lines and everything, and they filmed it with him, like, uh, taking his mask off and everything on, like, the second stage or some shit like that, while at the exact same time that they were filming the actual one with Luke. This is great. This would be like if someone when I'm 80 come and ask me about my high school baseball career. I'm like, I would love to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want me to relive the glory days? I mean, if I have to. That'd be like if someone come to you and Jeff be like, I really want to talk to you about your flag football team at <laughs> in oh, college. Man. Look, I was the best fucking lineman. Is the best lineman. Tell me about having two punters. He's like, well, Jeff, like, I'll tell you first, you have two punters, you have no punters. Just like quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Look, one is none. That's all I'm saying. Did he tell you about our, our uh, fake field goal that we ran in the no. We were trying to run out the clock. It was two 20-minute halves, and we had the ball for 19 minutes and 45 seconds of one of the halves. We marched down the field, scored a touchdown. First play, I actually think it was Brett Berry. Uh, he's been on the pod. They, check out Dunkirk for his insight. Um, he, that's uh, it. I think that's the only one he's ever been on. I think that's on. the only thing he's ever been on. Never asked uh, back. But he had an interception, and we milked the clock, and we did a fake field goal, and that was to get us into the playoffs. Uh, just so you guys know, there are no field goals in intramural flag football. Of course not. Why would there be? We were the I felt the thighs, though. Big fraternity. You know what I mean? 
This is interesting, though. So he'll say, like, he got called up to the big leagues. It was, like, the last day. So he had him play right field. Ball never got out of the infield. He's like, I, I wanted to hit in the big leagues. And, you know, he never got to. But then Costner's like, man, that's terrible. He's like, dude, it's fine. I'm a doctor. I'm making way more money now. You know, you back in the... So he played in the 20s, like in the 30s. Ball players didn't make dick. I mean, he's make making way more money nothing. as a doctor than he is a ball player. Fuck yeah. I would say major leaguers back then probably made like the equivalent of minor leaguers now. And not like your, you know, first round superstar draft picks like Mike Trout and even Kyler Murray. I mean, in the twenties. I mean, you got Ty Cobb. I mean, who's probably one of the best players, but he wasn't making anything. I doubt. Most of them I've, had on the offseason banner. Most of them were rooting jobs. houses. Yeah. Think about that. Is like I don't even know where Ty Cobb played. Was he a Tiger? I think Detroit, maybe. Yeah, he was a Tiger. I think he played center field. Okay. Um. So Ty Cobb, Tiger, and then. That winter, he roofs your house. You're like, man, you're my favorite baseball player. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I got to do something in the offseason. You know, it keeps like, me strong. Yeah. And also gives me money. Yeah, totally. Uh, I can roof your house. I'm going to have to put a second layer on that roof, though. Charge you extra if you want me to rip those shingles off. And Coster's basically saying, like, hey, man, how would you like to hit in the major leagues? Like, I got a place where you can come back. So this is he's recruiting here, basically. I mean, the, the voice led him here. So do we ever know who the voice is? God. Mm. I guess. <laughs> I, I just feel know. like this is a weird... It's kind of a weird uh, problem for God God to solve. I mean, there's a so lot of issues going on, on in the world right now, and God just wants you to build a baseball field so Shoeless Joe Jackson can come and take a couple hacks. <laughs> God was like, look, the world's kind of fucked up right now. I just need a win. I just need a win. Build the stadium. <laughs> And I don't understand what's going to come up to because they're going to pick him up as like a younger kid. And I don't get that either. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. I don't really understand. Once again, I, I just take it for what it is in the time period. I'm like, just enjoy it and just fucking go on. So like, how long has he been gone from Iowa here? Like a week, a couple days? More than a couple days, it takes a day to drive to Boston. And then you got to, then him and Terrence Mann go to that game. They sleep. That's two days. It takes a day to drive to Minneapolis. That's three. And then here it's like four. Uh, I mean, he's been gone probably a good four days. Lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> His wife's like, yeah, it's fine. Just stay out. We're going to lose the farm and the house. We don't know where we're going to sleep. But you, I want you to you know, get your baseball players. 
no way. There's no fucking wife that would do that. She'd be like, I've had enough of this shit. You got to come home. So Mark's her brother, right? Yep. And he like works for the bank and then his partners want to basically is like, he's like, listen, I'm going to offer you a lot of money for this, which is awesome because you don't like farming anyway. And then you can get a house somewhere else or move back to California or whatever you want to do. But you, can build a, not, you can build a hundred baseball fields. Right. But if not, we're going to repossess this land and foreclose. Then you get fucking nothing. Sounds like a win-win to me. Win. <laughs> so here they're coming back. This is uh, this is like really interesting part. And this is the kid that gets uh, killed in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Was Pulp, what, what year did Pulp Fiction come out? 94. 94. He's like, I'm a baseball player. He's like, okay, that must work. Yeah, like, on in. Sure. James Earl Jones, though, is a great sport. I mean, Star Wars, when he read that script, he's probably like, what the fuck is this shit? And when he read this, he's like, what the hell is this? And, you know, Lion King was a good script. It's like, you know, it's a fucking Disney movie. Like, sure, whatever. Like, I'll do it. Sandlot. When he's read, reading that script, he's probably thinking, and it was some fucking Disney Mighty Ducks, like, whatever, fine, I'll do it. Comes a huge movie. Yeah, I mean, of the movies I can think of that he's in, they're all good movies. Oh, yeah. So, big question, re- rebooting this, like, who would you cast? As... Kevin Costner and, and James Earl Jones. Jones. And then we do Shoeless Joe. Hmm. I mean, Leonardo I, DiCaprio has that old school, like, slick back hair. If he could swing a bat, I think he could be Shoeless Joe Jackson. I could see that. I hate to say this, but I can almost see Brad Pitt being uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. And because he is from the Midwest, then I can see yeah. like Forrest Whitaker or somebody like that being. Yeah. I can see that. Tom Holland as the uh, young. Anytime it's like a young person, we're like Tom Holland because it's the only young person actor we can that's stand. Worth a, yeah, it's worth a damn right what now. The fuck. Of course. Zach Efron, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Efron would be a good one. I can almost see Efron as uh, Shoeless Joe. Yeah, I just, I, I'm surprised. Like, there's so many movies. Like, Bull Durham's one. I'm surprised. Um, they haven't redone. Like, I, I'm really surprised. This one, not so much, because it's kind of out there. But, but you could redo this. Where you know, what if your dad's hero was like fucking Barry Bonds? Who was like, he's like, <laughs> Roy did out of his mind. He's like, no, you know, he probably wasn't trying to, you know, back somebody, whatever. If I yeah, if you remade this movie and instead of like the Black Sox, you did like all the guys that were chastised for Astros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have the Astros versus all the the steroid era big guys that lied about <laughs> it, like McGuire and Canseco, Bonds, Palmero, 
A-Rod. They, the Astros come out of the cornfield with nine players, just a big-ass fucking trash can and a bat. Like, dude, come on. Like, you didn't even bring gloves. Instead of you build it, you will come. You just hear bang, bang. Like, I think I'm supposed to build a baseball field. I keep hearing bang, bang. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the fucking Astros. It's so great. <laughs> fucking Iowa, dude. So, There's- so fucking nothing in the midwest when you're driving no there's no mountains hills it's just flat corn so flat all right if you're about to lose the house you have no money why would you have the lights on on the on the field just saying because they're playing right now the ghosts are playing banner so yeah but like aren't ghosts kind of like their own light (sighs) apparently they need light. i don't fucking know i i once again, you know, when people say that they're bankrupt, but somehow they have money to do certain things, you always question, like, how fucking, like, you know, how poor are you? Yeah, I'm bankrupt. I also just bought this new $200,000 truck. And that the daughter's in something else, too. I don't know about that. Yeah, she is as a young girl. I can't remember what the fuck it is, but... So they just keep bringing back a bunch of dead people. Yeah, like, I mean, there's St. Louis Cardinals. They're like, uh, about he about says, like, there's Mel Lott and Smokey Joe Wood and a bunch of other fucking 1920s, 30s baseball players. So he would have... The thing that does make sense is um, Moonlight Graham would have played when these guys played. Right, He he definitely recognizes them. Yeah, and when he made it to the pros, like, I don't know if he was playing against the White Sox, but, you know, he was playing against some of these teams. So that's the other thing is, as you see, when, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson kind of, uh, there's a Ty Cobb reference here, too. Yeah. But uh, when, um, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson kind of gives him some pointers and stuff, he's like, shit, this is awesome. Finally get to play. Ty Cobb was like I did hear he was like a super asshole this is uh this would be badass though if like I don't know like say when we're 50 and like Barry Bonds is dead and King Griffey if they came back as ghosts and like but you want to play with us right I'm like fuck yeah, yeah dude that'd be a fucking awesome Jeter So I was talking to Jeff about this, the Field of Dreams game, which I thought Major League Baseball, in all their wisdom, did not fuck it up, which was amazing. Um, They usually fuck up everything. How they can capitalize on this, and I have a couple ideas. One, in California somewhere, you need to build a Sandlot field. And every 4th of July, it needs to be like Dodgers Angels or something, whatever. Oh, yeah. Because 4th of July game on Sandlot is very, you know... It's yeah, it's the game. The other thing for the All Star game, I I think this would work. But so you get your American League All Stars, your National League All Stars. You play two games, two uh, 
like six, five, six inning games, two, five inning games, whatever. And the first game is the American League All-Stars. The second game is the National League All-Stars. And they play alumni. So you bring, like, Bonds back. You bring, like, McGuire back to hit. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. Dude, I, I some of these guys, though, like, Bonds, some of them are still in pretty good shape that I think they, like, it'd be interesting to see Bonds hit. But yeah. would you watch it? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Because no one watches the All-Star game. Yeah. Not too many people, anyway. They watch the home run derby. But that'd be really fucking interesting. Like, having... And if they knew about it, you know, eight months before, you know, they'd get their arms in shape and kind of take some BP or whatever. Yeah. I mean, A-Rod could still play. Jeter, Jeter could still, still play. play. Griffey's fat now. He can't play. No. I bet he could still swing it. Oh, fuck yeah, he could. <laughs> that's not. That's something you don't lose. No. His swing was the sexiest thing ever in the 90s. Oh, my God. Just, like, trying to imitate that, like... In the backyard. Just, yeah, it was just such, like, a like a low, long, yet compact swing. He just had that swag about him, too, like, with the hat backwards and everything. Oh, yeah. It, him taking the home run derby and the hat was backwards fucking awesome. Yeah. So here, Archie finally gets to hit, but still, as an official at bat, he's 0 for 0, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, sack fly. Yeah, I guess makes sense in the scheme of things because he's not going to change his stats, but he he did get a hit. Yeah. Officially, he got up to bat. He didn't really record an at bat, though. That's some team baseball, though, man. Sacrifice him over. Yeah. But he's got an RBI. Yeah. O for O with an RBI. I'll take that. You oh yeah, get sure. much, you can't get much better than that. Oh no. We got Marty McFly driving up here. Michael J. Fox, I could see in this role too. Back in the eighties. Yeah. Fox <laughs> <Smoked> back. <laughs> It is true that, like, when you park at this field, you park, like, right by home Yeah, plate. you literally park at the field. You park right there, and you get your gloves and play catch and stuff, and it's really badass. That's cool. Is the house there, too? Yep. And uh, this might have changed. I mean, I went there in the early 2000s. I think it was in high school. But uh, there's a um, telephone pole that runs, like, the cables run kind of right from first base to third base. And it's actually split because the family hates each other now. So some of the family own like the outfield and then the other family owns like the infield in the house. And they have two concession stands where you can buy shirts like Field of Dreams merchandise. And they're both called different things because it's two separate companies because the family hates each other and had to split it. Which I would love to hear the backstory, which you won't yeah. hear this, you know, on the MLB, you know, that's the documentary I want to watch. Yeah. And I would love to hear what they did, because I don't know if that's their land where they built the new stadium. I'm guessing it's not. But how they did, you know, people coming to the Field of Dreams and how they split that money, because unless they've reconciled like that's they told us that um, whenever we went there, because it's a really small town. So like 
me and my dad went to a sports bar afterwards and, you know, watched, you know, whatever sporting event was on and a couple people told us that I was like, yeah, I realized that, you know, one of the, one of the places where you could buy t-shirts was called something totally different than the other. And it was kind of weird. And that was why. Little fun fact there for you. There we go. See, who says we can't have horns fun facts when horns is gone? People, people will come. Do you remember when ESPN used to make fun of movies? And do you remember those commercials? Kind of like they had this commercial and like Peter Gammons was like the little kid. Do you you not remember that? I don't remember that at all. Okay. Like you should YouTube that, but they, they've had the, um, like they did that. They did say it ain't so Joe. They did like bull Durham. But it's basically baseball tonight. It was a baseball tonight commercial, maybe not ESPN. But they were basically just reliving like the commercials, reliving like classic baseball movies. So he's listening to a five-year-old, and then a guy you just met. That he's just like, "Yeah, dude, don't sell the farm. People will come here and give you money." Yeah, obviously. I mean, at this point, like. Why sell? Like, they're going to take it anyway. So just, like, chill and do your thing as long as you can. Right? Like, I guess. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I would ask the ghosts, like, hey, if I sell and actually get money and build another baseball field, like, would you come there? Or does it just have to be here? So is he like, he's not going to charge anybody. Well, I just broke the table my feet were on. Oh, yeah. They said 20 bucks a ticket, man, which I don't think they've uh, honored that during the White Sox-Yankees game. Because <laughs> if it was, we would have they, driven out there and fucking went to that yeah, game. Yeah, they may have added a couple zeros to that. 20 bucks a pop? Sure, why not? I'm going to spend more in, like, gas than I would... Oh, the yeah. game to get there. The thing it's about 20... building the Sandlot Field in California, though, like, if you built that, like, I mean, it would be, like, littered with homeless people probably in two months because you'd have to build it, like, around, you know, those houses aren't the best. Yeah, you have to you build know. it in kind of that southern like southern california area it's gotta be a suburb which there's not too many of those anymore no like way coast side or way inland yeah cardinals jersey reds pirates athletics it's fucking badass jerseys If they redid it today, though, they could um, they could install the Negro Leagues, which would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah, Satchel Page and some of that, which would be kind of interesting if, you know, they could redo it and, you know, we kind of modernize g- it a little bit. We kind of give Hollywood shit because anytime they redo something, they're like, well, let's make, you know, everyone black and Asian. But that would be interesting having a black guy 
own a farm in Iowa, not knowing what he's doing. And if you build it, he will come. It's just like Satchel Paige always wanted to play in the majors and never could because, and then they built that for that. That would, that's your story right there. That's how you modernize that shit. It would be cool too. If you had like, Oh, she did. Uh, if you built it and you had like the Negro league play, like, like this team. Yeah. Like two, like, Two eras and two genres. Or the Yankees. Two, yeah, like that. Yeah. Two two teams that would never have gotten the opportunity to play each other. So cool that the New York Giants were because yeah. used to uh, pro teams were like colleges. You know, like you know, Texas Longhorns are called the Longhorns of football, Longhorns of baseball, like. You know, the mm-hmm. St. Louis Cardinals were the St. Louis Cardinals baseball and the St. Louis Cardinals football. Yep. New York Giants were football and baseball. Which would be kind of cool if, like, the city, you know, if they have a professional sports team, they're all called the same thing. Like, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, like, you kind of have it in uh, Europe a little bit. They have, like, like the sporting teams, so like they have multiple teams. Yeah. So if your daughter was choking on a hot dog, yeah, you just and, beat the shit out of her. And you thought this ghost that you drove there might cross the picket line and save her. You're like, hey, Brooke, don't call nine one one right yet. I want to see what happens with this. <laughs> Think that would fly? I, <laughs> uh, I don't even know that she would still be close enough for if I told her to wait. That she, yeah, would be just spreading it there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks. All I wanted to do is have an at bat. Then now I'm gonna go back to being dead. Yeah. So did you I mean, know still, early on? He could still walk, Banner. He could he could DH, maybe play some right field on off days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really a clubhouse guy at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, he's like the Juwan Howard at the end of the bench. I'm just kind of here because I've been there before, so for some moral support. Yeah. Like win he's one. Like the, he's like the Mark Reynolds at his end of his career. Like win he, one for me someday, huh, boys? <laughs> he gets 50 at-bats. You've got 27 strikeouts and 20 home runs. This is the biggest thing. Shoeless Joe Jackson is like, hey, rookie, you were good. <laughs> it's all everyone ever wanted. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. Did you know that back in the day, like your number was your position. Huh? Really? I, I always yeah. wondered that because I didn't think Ty Cobb had a number. No, he was he was nine. Played center field. Okay. I I, I guess I never. I, I thought back in the day, baseball they didn't have numbers. I guess. So they weren't number like seventy three like players today. That drives no. me nuts. No.
So here they asked James Earl Jones to come with them, which would piss me off too. If you built the field, did everything, you're like, I want to go out there and see what it's like. So James Earl Jones is essentially going to die now, right? That's what I always thought because you, I don't think you see him again. Yeah, this is the last scene. You don't see him again. So I think he he basically is like, yeah, he's like he's he's going to die and go to heaven, which. Somewhere, you know, somewhere in the movie, he like said he had cancer or something. He didn't have much time left, but, you know, whatever. Live it up while you can, man. And he told Ray uh, Kevin Costner that the Ebbets Field thing that he read like wasn't true. He's like, I never said that. And he's about to say, he's like, actually, I did. I just didn't want to tell you the truth. We're doing it again. We do it once every commentary. Yeah, just this start is watching a really, the fucking movie. This is a really good uh, part of the movie. You were kidnapping me. He's like, you said your finger was a gun. Like, fuck yeah. you. It's like, all right, yeah, I guess you. Coster's killing it with his shirts. This this movie. Is so they ask a couple people ask, is this heaven? And then later they're going to ask is like, you know, it's like, no, like I've been to heaven, but it's really nice and stuff. So like. When they go, are they in heaven? I don't I, I don't know. That, that's like the big question I have. There's too many questions with this film. And once again, yeah, if you I'm go more back confused at, after this than like Interstellar, like a Christopher Nolan movie. I don't oh, know what yeah. the fuck I'm watching. If you go back in time though, the, in '88, when they're walking out of the theater, you think a bunch of idiots are like asking like the bigger question of this movie and going. They're probably asking why were they? Why did they not cut that fucking hot dog up for their daughter? They were just that, asking for her to get choked. I mean, people were leaving the movie and being like, man, that's a little too much. Or they were like, you know, that was a good, good film. But this to me, as James Earl Jones, basically like, you know, it's my time. I'm going to die. Even though, what is he, Banner? 45, 48? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe 50? I bet he's like mid 50s. He doesn't look like the spryest guy in the world. So how old is he now? Oh, he's like 80 now. He's old. Okay. I mean, I know he's not young, but... If I died and went to Iowa... Oh, God. <laughs> he's 90. Holy shit, he was born in 1931. Okay, yeah, all right. 90 years old. We we better watch after him, Banner. Yeah. He 
Is he is he gonna be like Betty White and just not gonna die? I don't know. He could go any day. It's sad. This so, is a tearjerker here coming up. So the whole time Costner's saying how, you know, his dad was obsessed with baseball and, you know, Costner grew to resent him and, like, refused to have a catch with him, like, when he was in high school and stuff. And now he's he going to find his... And he said his dad was always beaten down with by life, which that's probably what our kids think of us. Every time I'm I come sure. home, I just feel like life kicks my ass having a kid and married and job and everything. So uh, now he finally sees him like before he was married with kids and he was like in the minors with the Yankees. James Earl Jones is 58 when he filmed this movie. Damn. Okay. Man, he was like almost 70 then when he fucking filmed Lion King. Yeah. No, that was 94. So he would have been... Yeah, I guess 65, 64. Six more, six, seven more years later. Yeah. Going the other way, like he wasn't exactly old when he did Star Wars then. 77, I think, was when New Hope came out. Yeah, he's a young dude. Yeah. Very sprightly. How old was he when he did the prequels then? You know, he was just like, so you just want me to read this? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, like, no can you draw it out like with eight O's? I think it was 2005 is when Revenge came out. <laughs> 74. Jeez. <laughs> you think he even knew what was going on? He's like, yeah, whatever. I'll, sure, sure, George, I'll read this for you. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're going to give me $100,000 to read two lines? Sure, I'll do it. This is pretty cool because he's so he died before Costner got married and of course before he had his kids. So he's never met Costner's wife or his granddaughter. His granddaughter doesn't have a future in modeling. I'm just gonna say that. Uh-huh. And they know who each other are. They're just like I mean, it was kind of a scorn relationship, I guess, so <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, he worked all day and he didn't even come home to a hot meal. Do you blame him? Well, I feel bad. He's like, yeah, my dad just was working all the time. He's beat down by life. I'm like, yeah, that's just called being, life. Yeah, <laughs> being over fucking 31 years old, pretty much. We can't all live in a cornfield in Iowa and build a baseball field, I guess. God, I wish. It'd be weird. I always think of like my kid, like when he's like twenty, and he's like, "Wonder what my dad was like when he was 20. Oh God, we could hang. Yeah. If if my daughter knew what I was like, like I'd say from like sixteen to twenty five, she'd be like, "How am I the same like blood as you?" She'd be she she'd be disappointed just like we all are. 
in you, but yeah, I can can't live change with it. the past. I can live with it. So they all think this is heaven. And this is the thing I don't get when he's like, is there a heaven? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, if you know there is, then why would you think this is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this form of baseball religion. Yeah, dude, Co- I don't get this movie. I don't understand a goddamn thing about it. But Costner said, well, maybe this is heaven because he's like, you know, I got my kid on the front porch. Sun's going down over a baseball field. Yeah, but it's not his front porch. Yeah. He's got his kid on his brother-in-law's front porch. Why didn't he call him dad? He will here in a second. I believe that they're they're related. Kind of looks a little yeah. He just said, "Dad, you want to have a catch?" So the whole thing was basically to make men's with his dad. (laughs) Makes sense. It's a good story. Was it his dad talking to him? No, I think he. His dad probably is like, you know, God, can you do me a solid? And God's like, well, what have you done for me? I mean, people with haunted houses, bitch, but I mean, it's better than building a baseball field, losing your house, losing your cash crop, driving to Boston, driving to Minneapolis just to, you know, get rid of some daddy issues. I mean, fuck, might as well just haunt the house. She turns off wife of the year there. No kidding. Isn't like, hey, when you're done there, you know, clean the bottles, put the kid to bed. Yeah. Don't forget (laughs) to do the dishes. Oh, hey, can you feed the dogs, too? I'm just exhausted. And here come all the people. There they are. They're going to pay 20 bucks. And to save the farm. So is this based on a true story? Like, did they actually build the stadium? To make money, uh, like hey, we're gonna. I, I about called you out on that because there's, uh, I mean, it's like an acid trip. But I mean, obviously there is a field right there, so I don't know. They built the field for the movie. That's it, and then they just decided they just decided to keep it at the end because they're well, like, well, some people might want to come. Well, there All right. you go. Let's fill the dreams. Let's fill the dreams. What did you th- What did you think? You haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm super fucking confused. It was good. I like it, but it definitely is one of those movies that you can't think too hard about because then you're just going to confuse yourself and be like, "Well, what? What is this movie about? What's the fucking point?" So, I usually watch this movie before baseball season, and this is why. And I usually shut it off halfway through. Because the scene where the snow is on the field and then it's not anymore and then Shoeless Joe Jackson comes out and plays baseball, like, that to me, living in the Midwest, is just, like, feels like, you know, right because the snow's gone and 
But after that, I kind of turn it off because the movie kind of loses me. But it's a it's a good movie. It's a, you know, there's a deeper issue there. It's fine. Get into. I'm not really sure what it means, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine movie. It's a that's fine our, movie. That's our take. All right. Well, check us out on Twitter at bro Force squad, uh, YouTube, I Apple, however you get us, please subscribe to us. So you don't miss any of our content. Don't forget our website. YouTube or that's the porn channel, Redbox or something fucking Jeff's on. And then we have a real website, broforsquad.com. So check out all of our shit on there. Until then, I'm Matt. He's Brian. We'll see you next time. Extra innings, baby.